You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Once again, Midflight Brawl is brought to you by our good mates at Heaps Normal. We say it every week. Get around them. If you want a break from the booze, get to HeapsNormal.com for delicious, independent, non-alcoholic beer. Oh, Heggie's oh, just yeah. cracked one then. <laughs> Beautiful. Get a heaps normally. Now, they are out and about at so many venues now. If you just want to have a break off the booze or if you're having one beer for one non-alcoholic beer, heaps normal is your drop. Get to heapsnormal.com, chuck in duty-free at checkout for free shipping around Australia. Mm. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf. At LAX, thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. So many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the <laughs> <laughs> I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. Any tip rack can fly now, and here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How you going, mate? Fresh off a big gig. Oh, the the biggest of big gigs. Yes. The grand final here, the <laughs> AFL grand final. Outside of that, there's a lot of corporates going around, Heggy. I believe you're actually part of one in Melbourne this week. Um, yeah, man. I, I'm hardly the corporate king by Melbourne standards, but I've, I've started to pick up the odd corporate. Always been a bit shy of them. I still don't say it's my favourite thing to do, but... um. Yeah, I, I did one. I did a footy one. Quite good. What, what's your? What do you reckon your? Uh, what's your batting average? You, you know, in baseball terms, would you say you're batting three hundred, two fifty? What are you I, batting at a corporate? What's the maximum and the minimum? Well, a thousand. A thousand. So a thousands. You, you know. Well, no, no, no. I mean, what are you batting as in your batter's average? You know, so in baseball, if you're batting three hundred, it means you make it to base three out of ten times. You're oh, at the plate. fuck! Maybe. Maybe three hundred. You pretty much know that it's gone up though. It was about a hundred. Yeah, and yeah. now it's now I've gone up. Um, yeah. Ever since, uh, yeah, I don't know what's happened, but I've, I've been far more adamant that I'm just going to do my act. Well, I mean, I've always just done that anyway. But I've say, are you sure? Yeah. Because there are thousands of pricks with blazers who could talk to you about your fucking bullshit company. But this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to swear. I'm going to wear a t-shirt. I'll be wearing jeans. And that's yeah. that. And since then, it's been a bit better. So I know what to expect. And I'll tell you what, even if you do bomb, if you're in the clothes you want to be wearing, much better. Yeah. <laughs> there is something about it. We go, well, at least I don't, I'm not dressed like a fuckhead. Oh, yeah. There's that. It is quite exposing. It's not great. I've eaten shit in a tuxedo before. Oh, my Jesus. goodness. No. I wonder no James way. Bond my way out of there. Um, 
You had an absolute beauty, though. We both did footy ones this past week. Who were you with? I was at the uh, I was at the commentators' lunch luncheon. Mm. Luncheon's a ladies' thing, I believe. I think it was a lunch because there were okay. men there as well. Um, I thought a luncheon. I thought a luncheon was just a lunch at any sporting event. Oh, it's got to do with sport, does it? I thought it was something to do with women. Obviously, we're both. Yeah. Well, originally, it's that processed round chicken. Yeah, like just chicken offal flattened out into a cylinder and sliced luncheon off for bit. our enjoyment. But um, beautiful. I was followed by very good gig actually. They were great. Um, I was followed by none other than one of your heroes. Uh, Warwick the Wiz Kappa. Kappa. Unbelievable. A Kappa. I've never seen anything like it. It's fantastic. I was just. He's an interesting cat, isn't he? Oh, phenomenal. Did not go that well. Calls into our radio show every now and again. I always ask him, what's your chain worth, Kappa? He goes, gold chain, $180,000. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's big on stats. For a man who doesn't appear to be mathematically minded. Um, outwardly, and I'm not one to judge, you know me, but he, he um, knows all his stats. Oh, yeah. And the price of stuff and what other people made per year and what he made in his hot year and how many metres off the ground he was when he took a catch one time. Yeah, and, yeah Specky, please. Unbelievable. It was phenomenal. AFL terms. He reenacted the catch. With a, got a bloke up out of the crowd. Oh, yeah. Indian Australian. Uh, he alluded to curry a fair bit. The whiz, yeah, and uh, stood on a chair and put his leg over this bloke's shoulder and <laughs> talked about how air traffic control called him and <laughs> said, "What are you doing up there, mate? You're up there for six hours, are you?" That sort of thing. Kappa, <laughs> and then um, just said some really weird stuff. He called into the radio show once to talk about how him and his mates were on a boat and a shark came near his mate and he jumped on the shark's back and he said, "And I quote: I was up there for maybe two or three hours." Kappa. <laughs> I fucking love it. He's just one of those blokes that will be on an ad with Pamela Anderson, then release a song. Yeah. Then he'll go, yeah, I'm in a movie coming up. And you're like, what movie? <laughs> oh, it's phenomenal. He, um, yeah. Could be yeah. our Kenny Powers. Incredible life. Yeah, it's just it mm. was like he couldn't write a character better from what no. I, the limited time I spent watching him. Incredible. A true yeah. larrikin. Yeah, a little slice of history. Stuck at exactly that time. A little bit different, Heggy, at the Melbourne Exhibition and Convention Centre, uh, 8 a.m. on grand final morning. Best time for comedy, 8 a.m. Well, good comedians shouldn't worry about what time it is or how light it is or what's going on. They'd be able to triumph through adversity. Great ones do, though. Yeah. Um, Only the best. The Prime Minister was there. Brilliant. Uh, opposition leader Peter Dutton, a lot of football royalty. And a thousand people were there. Uh, they've come in just after 8 a.m. Shortly after that, at about 10 past eight, Arnie Joy did the welcome to country. Yep. And uh, then 8 17 a.m., uh, a little on you go. voiceover announcement. No one on stage, just a voiceover. Ladies and gentlemen, seen him on the gala, seen him on this, on radio. Give it up, Nick Cody. Not, not, a, cl- not a clap. And I cannot stress enough 1,000 people there. Oof. Yep. So I've come out. Not you know, even a you know single. Nah. You know what will get them on side, Heggy? A little bit of how good's this? We're back. Yeah. The grand final is back in Melbourne. North Melbourne grand final lunch is back. Up for a ripper day? Nothing. 
Was it North Melbourne, the football club, or just yeah. North Melbourne region? No, no, no. North it's a it's a traditional. It's like fifty seven years the North Melbourne Football Club Grand Final lunch. Even when they're not in it, yeah, it's the biggest thing outside of the Grand Final. It's the biggest event, you know, yeah. non football related at the Grand Final. Jesus think, Christ, you know, Last Supper. Mm. Anyone oh, else on? Hell. Just you. It was almost my last breakfast. Stand up wise, no, nah, just me. But then some footy players destroying. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the best part. They are so much funnier. The PM getting up there with some gags. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, killing. They're just better than these so-called comedians. To be fair, at that point, the thousand people had finished eating breakfast. I was um, I was long gone, though. I got to watch some of it at home. That's how quickly I got the fuck out of Dodge. They didn't film your. They filmed yours? Nah. Oh, that's all right. Man, I, d- I dodged it. I would have joined you on the podium, you and Craig McLaughlin. It's the three goodness. best football show related. <laughs> and you'd be down, both of you are down beneath me. Yeah. I'd be up top, number one. Why not think? I think I'm still the last ever filmed comedian in a football show in Australia. They don't Great. do comedy on the AFL one, do they? No, I don't. Well, well, why would you? You've define got comedy. Sam Newman and those blokes, they're hilarious. <laughs> Wouldn't need a fucking comedian, would you? Crazy talk. <laughs> Double handling. Um, Someone's dressed as a lady. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, st- I stayed down for the weekend though and did some gigs, which were pretty good. Ended up staying at your spiritual home, the Exford Hotel. Oh, beautiful pub. And got back, oh, got back from a gig, went upstairs to sleep above the pub, got up in the morning to go to the plane, pub's still open. Oh, really? Is it 24 hours? Can't be. I think the I think the bottle shop might be twenty four hours. I thought the pub might close around five thirty or six. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was about five thirty. Grand final night. Why would you close? Yeah, right. You know why I respect the expert. Open that late, no pokies. Yeah, just serving booze and good times. Well, they didn't look too good. The five or six people still in there at five thirty were looking a little rough. Oh yeah, around the edges. But what an what an absolute ex, what an excitement machine grand final weekend was. Can't tell you watching a. <laughs> A team get thumped by one hundred and something odd point. I don't know. Uh-huh. 80, uh, 80 odd points. Unwatchable. It's just. What do you mean? I was a ripper game. I was at my co-host house, Brendan Favola, having a few beers there, and then uh, I got home about midnight Saturday night. Woke up Sunday morning. Go fuck! I'm a bit dusty. Oh, my son's worse. This is the other. Last week he was the one putting the other bloke's head through the door. Yeah. This week. He's woken up with a rash. We didn't know what it was. Took him to the doctor. Twenty twenty two, scarlet fever. Fuck. Is it just, yeah. Is it back? It's like polio. I don't know. Back. Just a red fucking rash. But it's a bit like what did the bloke have? What did our mate Chris Franklin have? Scurvy. Scurvy. Yeah, it's well, one of those ones. Among other things, rickets, Whitlow's, carbuncles, all the rest of it. What are Whitlow's? Oh, just little warts. I think. I don't know. Oh, are they? You know, it's just a funny word that they just say. It's old style. Shit that people used to get because they never looked after themselves. Um, Carb carbuncle. Mm, they so <laughs> how long's the recovery from scarlet fever? Man, well, I think back in the day you'd be in deep shit, but now it's a, like anything. Antibiotics, good to roll. Antibiotics like lollies now, I know. Mm. And again, we spoke about it the other week. Fuck, as sad as it is to see, because both the boys are crook. As sad as it is to see, fuck, they slow down a bit. Yeah. God, they're quiet. They don't mind laying on the couch reading a book. Yeah, they can be quiet. 
There is a there is a line though where you think, well, that has been quiet for a long time. I better go check. I'll turn off turn off what I'm doing. And go and see what's going on. Hop out of the office with the PlayStation in it. What's he up to? Um, well, we've got another big episode this week. Yes, it's we not do. just us talking gigs and illnesses. No, nah. there's people punching on on planes. Although on the gigs. I'm at uh, Sydney Fringe this weekend. Any Sydney listeners want to pop over to the Factory Theatre on every night until Sunday night this weekend. And who are you with? Uh, with Daniel Towns, Steph Broadbridge and Alex yeah. Jay doing a split. Bang. New material. See what happens. I don't know. I'm sort of ready. But by, by the time this comes out, two nights in, be fine. Flying. Um, yeah. All right. Before we get stuck into the ep each week, of course, if we're apart from each other, Heggy up in Sydney and I'm in Melbourne. He's always got a Zoom background of a house with a, a terrible backstory. This house looks looks quite nice, or it's a nice location. Yeah, seems to be. It's in the wilderness. It's in the it's in the woods. I don't think Australia, with its bushfire history, would have anyone live this close to fucking trees. But no. I'm going to go with America. Is yes. there a bit of snow on the ground? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit of snow, just a smattering. This is in beautiful Ohio, Ooh. United States. Oh, who's Ohio? Um, fuck, Bundy? No, he did move around a bit uh, though, not as yeah. widely as the Bundy, but uh, he did move around. There's, he's, been, he's got a Netflix special out at the moment, so topical. Oh, um, mm. uh, have you watched it already? His work, yeah, of course. He's oh, not all of it. No. <laughs> His um his workplace has appeared on this very podcast before, actually. Oh fuck! What's his name? A meatworks. Um, um, oh, I'm out. Back on right. The fucking brain's not. Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer, that's right. Yeah. And while I can't get behind everything he did, he um, <laughs> when he's in grade twelve, he did sit at his desk and crack open a can of Budweiser. Oh, did he? Not bad. Good size. Fuck, <laughs> fuck yeah. Yeah. Dharma, isn't that the one where the one of the blokes escaped? Nude a nude guy escaped and told the cops? Yeah, eventually. And they didn't Yeah. Yeah. They, they didn't, didn't do, do much. much. No, that's a that's a recurring theme in all these different time. Not really the actually. Cops didn't Same do sort much. of principle. But uh cops didn't do a lot after being told yeah. it was up to no good many times. As much as you love those series, I love the I love um like drug relate like the trade. It's on binge at the minute. It was a Showtime originally, and the cops are following a heroin trafficker in Ohio, mm. and they track it out. A Mexican woman de- dealing directly with the cartel who's pregnant, and they've got her with fucking twenty kilos in the house. Yeah, you go, boys, hot diggity, she's in, she's in big shit. Yeah, and then they go, hey, if we arrest her today, it might alert the um, cartel that something's wrong. So, um. We'll just watch her and we'll, you know, keep an eye on her. And then she just fucked off overnight. Brilliant. It couldn't have been a clearer chance to arrest someone yep. than 20 kilos in a house and she's pregnant. How did she, did she just outrun the losers or what? What happened? She just started running? No, I think she left during the night, but then she eventually came back. And then they're all patting each other on the back of the police station going, yeah, we got one. Go, fuck, man. It almost got away. You, <laughs> you let the fish go in the water, it jumped back on the boat. Yep. That's you're a, going, we're great at fishing. That's what they learn at the academy. That's one of the first things they learn. Just do nothing and criminals will present themselves at the police station eventually every now and then. 
By the way, for you, when you watch like a Jeffrey Dahmer doco, I assume it's like when a like a Conor McGregor documentary comes out. Okay, well, I already know everything, but let's see if they've got no, any I don't, new I'm not, footage. I'm not as fanatical as you, as you make out. Red Murderpedia. Um, it is a really good show, though. It's very good. It's dramatised reenactment style with actors, what have you. It's good. Yeah. I recommend. I'm not, I haven't gotten through it. It's a bit long, but uh, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> anyway, let's get cracking, buddy. Let's dig in. Let's do it. Woo! All right, mate. This week, we're looking at British Airways Flight 9, January 15, 1999. And because of the year. Heathrow, England, to Bangkok, Thailand. A lot of synth. Oh yeah. Do you know? Right, hey, do you know the old uh, the old physical gag, Heggy? What's the capital of Thailand? Bangkok. <laughs> you know that one? It's a big one of uh, my radio co-host Brendan Favola. He loves it. What? Good one. That keeps saying that, does he? Oh, you don't know the actual thing. You go, "What's the capital of Thailand?" Yeah. And before they answer, you slap the forehead and then hit him in the balls and say Bangkok. Ah, oh, right. Gotcha. Good visual gag there. Good fun. Yeah. Oh, good, clean fun, no less. Um, <laughs> our hero today, his name's Lee Thresher. Fucking hell. And of course it is. Hey, how many English Lees have we had? Oh, Lee is a classic for over there. Is that their Braden? <laughs> I think it is L-double-E, the yeah. simple version. Yeah. It's been a lot of Lees. We should do a Lee special on Arrogance. It's been heaps. <laughs> I, know, I could tell you a few off the top of my head. Famous <laughs> ones have gone bad. Um, at the time in 1999... Lee. Lee was 29 years old. And, sorry, uh, mate, I missed that. The Prince was a bit loud. Oh, sorry. I can't even hear Prince. I just assume oh. you're doing it. Um, at the time, 29, from Hullbridge in England. And uh, Hullbridge, for those not in the know, is just another shitty English town. Not northern. Uh, too many of them in there. It's nice to spread it around and showcase grubs from all over that country. Shouldn't... Um, I mean, I shouldn't really mention it. They're all still in mourning over the passing <laughs> of your queen. Yeah, I was surprised. Uh, we're recording this on a on a Monday, and uh, last night it's the night that the queen's funeral will be on tonight. But um, mm. last night I saw the Brownlow was on the AFL Brownlow. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, that's a Monday, but of course the queen bumped it. Oh, they had to go to the Lord's Day of Rest because of the queen. Yeah. But he's night of nights. A lot of people are travelling to see the Queen in situ. Um, mm. David Beckham spent 13 hours in line the other day. Ah, he's a true man to the people, isn't he? Um, Pepsi. <laughs> uh, nothing ever happened in Hullbridge to small Essex town, although in 2019 an 81-year-old man Murdered his twenty his seventy six year old wife. Jesus! After fifty years of marriage. Fucking hell! Now you're not going to believe this. It wasn't his fault. Um, oh. Dementia. Mild anxiety pills. Oh, smothered, <laughs> smothered Janet Lewis with a doona, or duvet for the English. <laughs> Great. He's gone at it with the duvet. He's just got mild anxiety. 
well, no, that the pills were for mild anxiety. There's other stuff oh. at play, obviously. Yeah, it's, uh, it's they can't act alone. Needed needed a bit of help. You know what's happened there? The pills have mixed in with a few decades of contempt for his missus. Oh, and that's a bad, that's a bad combo. <laughs> no question. You you know, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more. <laughs> you can't just blame pills on that. Well, you can, and they do. Um, pills are in jail now. Uh, went out with the duvet comforter for the sepos who can't be accused of complicating the English language ever. Um, then on top of that, Roberts worries that the boiler would break on top of anxiety that Janet will be put in a home and he'd have to come up with 800 GBP per day for her care. That is steep, even for the UK. 800 pound a day? Well, that's what he's just plucked out of his anxious head. Fuck. That's completely fictitious. There's no way. 800 pounds a day is the price of care. I reckon the Queen, it's less to live at Buckingham Palace, I reckon. Well, it's free, isn't it? It wouldn't be 800 pounds a day. No, that's crazy talk. That's a lot of coin to make sure no one rolls you over and check your bed sores and shit. Yeah. <laughs> to get some fucking lean cuisine scraped out onto a plate. <laughs> oh. um, Never put me in one. I keep telling my wife, I don't know if she's listening to me, I'm like, Luch, I'm not fucking around here. I'm not going in a home. Yeah, that's what everyone says. They end up there. Be surprised at your age how many people, uh, you know, express reticence at going into a home. Yeah, because there's a move you can make beforehand to make sure it doesn't happen, but when push comes to shove, no one wants to do it. No, they don't. <laughs> Same reason they all turn to God at the last minute. <laughs> um, yeah, the duvet. Duvet didn't do the job, so anxiety had to go and get the kitchen knives to finish it off. Um, even then, oh, anxiety no. anxiety, and early dementia signs weren't up to the task. Janet, pretty tough, she lived and came out onto the landing where Robert's anxiety was attempting to harm Robert himself. Oh, so Jesus. abnormal mental functioning, as it was described later on by Robert's defence, um, proceeded to sever her artery and break his own, very own hip in the process of launching himself off the landing. Fucking balls up all round, really. Um, <laughs> he has cooked this. Nothing to poke fun at. It's just an event. His, uh, his, his daughter and son-in-law discovered the scene and later on the trial heard that uh, Robert Lewis admitted killing his wife to his son-in-law, Christopher Morris, but in a police interview he said he had a wonderful marriage and had no recollection of the events, which he described as a mystery. <laughs> so, Hullbridge, Essex, has a long and storied history with amnesia, as we're going to see later on. Oh, no. Maybe they should look into the water supply. This cannot continue. Nothing's anyone's fault, obviously. Um, Bob earned himself 14 years prison for the crimes of his cruel disease. Let's just hope that when he's released at age 96, he's rehabilitated and goes on to lead a fruitful life. <laughs> that is, that's a death sentence pretty much. Well, yeah. For sure. Put him in jail with a broken hip at 81. Nah. Yeah. Um, Lee, our bloke, though, he's a self-employed electrician like most of us. Um, well, do you reckon they, he's just, they've put him in for 14 years because they figure he's, well, he forgets everything anyway. So even if we put him in for longer. Could be 28. He's going to come out not remembering, so who cares? Yeah, it's like a, it's only two dog years, isn't it? <laughs> Don't know. He'll be all right. Our Lee, just a regular twenty-nine-year-old oh, so, bloke. Sorry, <laughs> saying that two doggy. Wouldn't it be a cunty judge in sentencing? Guilty, 
in uh, I just say imprisonment two, and they're like, oh my god, dog years got you cunt fourteen yeah. years, <laughs> fourteen years, cop that, yeah. <laughs> Um, our Lee at 29, just a regular bloke, taking a getaway to beautiful Thailand mm. by himself. Nothing to see yep. here. Just off to picturesque Bangkok for a little while. The Carl Chandler Express. Yep. Mm. Um, Lee started his flight typically for an Essex man <laughs> by downing three double Jack Daniels and a Valium. That's a mouthful, both ways. Um, sounds like a song lyric, doesn't it? Three, day, three JDs in a Valium. Um, it yeah, is. If, uh, if any country music um, performers had mental illness, they don't seem to because they're just on the beers and the hard yakka. Keeps it at well, bay. Slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> they're just sort of sad. You can, tell, you can tell they're sad by the way they sing. Just keep it at a level that's fine. Never, no mm. up and down for those people. They're not happy. They're just a regular level of sad their whole lives. Keep the depressants up, everyone. Um, it's an 11-hour, 30-minute flight. He thought, might as well make a day of it, almost literally. Um, pop open the fancy bourbon, JD. <laughs> That's six whiskeys, though, like three doubles. Six whiskeys, yeah. different time. You wouldn't get served doubles now, I don't reckon, on a plane. No. Oh, Even I fucking business. hate I think in your state, Queensland, and now your mm. home state, New South Wales, I think if you order... Just a whiskey neat. Oh, you can't. They won't. No, they have to put a mixer in it. What's Surely if you order like a single malt or something. They're like, this is an 18-year-old Glenfiddich. They're like, yeah, man, do you want Diet Coke or ginger ale? Like, well, neither. Is, has that really happened to you? Oh, yeah, I've been knocked back. Or they fill it up with water or something. Yeah. That's crazy. They go, sorry, we can't serve it to you straight. And you're like, the same amount of alcohol is going in me, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Just give me the drink. Save you on the post mix. Yeah. Ah, oh, I don't know, man. Well, it's your mates that have done the damage there. The nanny state. Um, not too long in, Lee has begun pestering a female passenger. Yeah. Uh, couldn't get the details of exactly what's happened. I assume the usual. You're right, love. Yeah. <laughs> the courting process. Hey, up. Hey, up. You're about three <laughs> sentences away from let's get married. <laughs> Um, the passenger put on earphones to try and ignore him. Good move. And he's thought, and fair enough, well, that is just plain rude. Remember when ignoring someone was rude? That's a not that long. That's turned completely around in about 50 years, I reckon, to mean the absolute opposite. I blame the internet and drugs and the parents, obviously. Lee, Lee wasn't having it. He's an old-fashioned man. All he wanted in return was some good old manners. Wouldn't hurt to appreciate the kindness of strangers every now and then, would it, lady? To be fair, though, a, a plain chatter, no good. Oh, for sure, yeah. No it's, good. I don't like it either, but I don't know. I'd still Come, say I wouldn't just ignore them and put on my headphones. The Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney flights the other week with the live shows, my dad, myself and Pete, the muso, our mate who was playing beforehand, we were mm. sitting in emergency all in aisle seats. So Pete was behind us, dad and I across from each other in the aisle. I don't think we spoke. We like each other. Why didn't you get three seats in a row so you didn't have to? Because that would force someone I like into a middle seat. And no one I like is getting in the fucking middle if they don't have to. All right. I'd do it to you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Lee 
he did the only thing he could do in this situation. He snatched the earphones off her head and proceeded to bite into them and snapped them in half. There we go. Pretty good. The young woman, she was so frightened of him that she curled up into a ball on her seat to protect herself. Fight or flight, neither. Mm. Curl up in a ball. Cat. Um, Yeah, that's not. That's not helping anyone. It's like my dog does when she's in trouble. <laughs> um, Good on her though. She's either tiny or the seats were bigger then. Yeah. Good luck. That that now you'd have you'd be some sort of fucking contortionist. Oh, yeah. Australia's Got Talent. If you put could curl up in a bracket. <laughs> she should have put herself in the pocket. Look at this man fit comfortably into a Jetstar middle seat. Get fucking hell. See Ben stretching his whole life. It's pretty good. Um, Lee has then made his way further down the aisle towards a doctor who's standing up in the aisle, letting his wife up out of her seat. Sounds like a, sounds like a video game. Right, right. <laughs> got one. Got one kill. Next. You move on to the next person to slay. They're oblivious of the previous one that happened right near them. Although the reason became clear why the good doctor had no idea, he'd disable one of his senses. He had earphones on himself. And that's why you don't wear headphones around in public. And you oh, yeah. continually scan 360 degrees for threats. <laughs> everyone's, everyone's got them on now. That's why you can just fart at volume on the bus. <laughs> Only the driver is going to hear you. And he's probably got one ear in the listen to the doggies anyway. Um, without warning, Lee has grabbed the doctor's head and headphones. He, I, he does not like people wearing headphones, yeah. this bloke. Um, maybe he knows something we don't about headphones. <laughs> He's, a, he's an electrician. A few decades when we all become aware that headphones give humans the rickets or something, Lee's going to be like a cancer dog. I was trying to tell oh, you. See? Man, I, I sleep occasionally with a Bluetooth headphone in. I'm Do you? That's not great. Yeah. That's a mad move, really. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't be doing that. <laughs> um, then. That's going to be, I reckon, Bluetooth headphones and Monster Energy, they're going to be the, the darts. Of our generations. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. They used to say this about microwaves, so I think we're through the woods there. Yeah. They've been around long enough that if they do kill you, it takes 50 or 60 years. Mm. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Bluetooth, yeah. Don't know what's going to happen there. <laughs> Mobile phones on the head, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, he began to twist the doctor's head and shoulders. Fuck. And I hope the doctor said, well, good luck twisting my head off. Give him the old exorcist. Yeah, you got no chance. I'm a doctor. Best you'll break my neck. I'm not a fucking jar of marmalade. <laughs> what an idiot. Uh, another passenger. I thought you were going to tell me. And that day, Lee officially became a chiropractor. Oh, yeah. He's done it. He could be. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't take much more than that from what I can gather. Um, another passenger yelled out for Lee to return to his seat. His words hurt more than actions since we installed mm. the nanny state everywhere. Hopefully, Lee was aware of this. But, and also, by the way, we've spoken about this many a time. If there's a woman curled up in a chair and a doctor's head fucking facing the other way, mm. you've there's no time. There's no time for a chit-chat. Hey, mate, think about your next move. No. You, yeah. We don't need this trouble. It's all fists, all fury. Oh, yeah. No warning. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I wouldn't yell on approach or anything. It's all action stations there. And free license, like a free hit. Yeah, absolutely no no chance of getting in trouble if you knock this bloke out. Good, clean, fun. <laughs> um, like a no ball. <laughs> yeah, just go for it. Hey, Foot um, over the crease, swing for the fences. Four cabin crew, <clears throat> excuse me, arrived and pushed him to the back of the plane. And this is where Lee has punched the exit door. Oh. Yeah, good one. <laughs> Although he followed it up with a second punch, causing the Perspex window to shatter. Ooh. So that's what the news report said. Well, he's not playing games. I've, I've got my doubts. Good luck shattering plastic. Um, yeah, it took the four cabin crew plus an off-duty Australian soldier. You say good luck shattering plastic, but in the night I've, um, I've stood on one of my kids' toys that he was told to put away. I've stood on it yep. in the darkness, mm. and it's gone into the backyard at pace, and it, it, it shattered. It doesn't shatter, though. It'll, it'll crack into a few pieces. Yeah. It doesn't shatter like glass, does it? No. Nah, it's not no a chance. Not a Newcastle schooner, you know? No. With the handle on the side. Um, yeah, six foot tall, Lee was. Took four of them, plus an Australian soldier off duty. They never really are, though, are they? <laughs> uh, to sort him out. Honestly, so I see your mate, Ben Robert Smith, Super Army soldier, back in the news. <laughs> Want to cop a squiz at the dead queen on the dime of you and me. Oh, did he? Yeah, he's gone over to cop a bit of a look. There you go. Met you once. Now I'm seeing you dead. Mm. <laughs> Let's go home. He didn't get on the private plane with the Prime Minister, but he, Air Force One or whatever it is, yeah. or whatever ours is called. Our Prime Minister's plane is a refurbished Jetstar plane. Oh, yeah, I did know that. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. I wonder what the seats are like if they've rubbed out all the patterns and shit made it at least a little nicer for him um the he was eventually uh you reckon ben robert smith he's just gone there to slide another hard drive under the body but then (laughs) no one's gonna find that one (laughs) maybe it's a good excuse to get the fuck out of australia and not come back yeah if he stops off in like a brazil or an ecuador on the way home I know what's going on. <laughs> um, he's eventually handcuffed and sat on by the crew until the plane landed. That'd be a pretty good detail, I reckon. Get off the drinks cart for a few hours and sit down on a bloke. Bit of variety for your job. Oh, yeah. Fairly thankless. Uh, the captain considered the incident serious enough to divert to Delhi, India. Oh. This cost the airline £20,000. Oh. It's about $35,000 if you want to know. Again, I never understand. It's like it's under control now. Yeah. Now you're just wasting everyone's time. Yeah, they have to make some sort of They can't just turn up in Bangkok and go, it's over. They have to do something. As a pilot, you'd want something to happen, wouldn't you? That's yeah. a boring job too. Well, as so, long as everyone, it's like, hey, you've got it covered. We're taking turns, sitting on the bloke, get your shots in, whatever. Oh, yeah. Anyone got a good fart? Then one guy died when they all just sat on him. 
a couple few episodes ago. Stacks on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you don't want that to happen. Um, it all depends on whether the pilot's got a date to get to in Bangkok, or you know, if you yeah. couldn't be bothered going there, or whatever. Like I'd divert a plane if I had the opportunity. Just something to do. Um, when he got to India, he found himself status arrested. Lee was held by Delhi police for two days. Tell you what, when you land somewhere, you're not sure what you're getting. A Delhi jail must be a little daunting for a simpleton from Essex. He hasn't got his footy mates behind him backing him up with pint glasses mm. with the handles on him. See, see how tough you are eating cockroaches and snot off the floor. See if they give a shit about one World Cup and two World Wars, you fucking idiot. So um, had a bit of a squeeze. Him just pushing the bowl back, going, nah, that's not curry sauce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said butter chicken. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tihar Jail has its own industry, including carpentry, weaving, tailoring, Handmade paper, commercial art, and a bakery. Sick. Pretty good. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I'll tell you where the, the next batch of Luke Heggie limited edition carpenter <laughs> pencils are coming from. The big house. <laughs> that is cheap labor. Man, that'd fucking do your head in knowing that, Joel. Walking around, you're just trying to go to the gym or whatever, do some exercise. My friend, I'll give you a good price on a suit. Oh, fucking hell. Even in here. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. They're making stuff for the outside world. Yeah, I know. Probably shifting it too. Yeah. Shift a few units oh, out yeah. of the cell block. <laughs> Prisoners all Good over the price. world work for a few cents an hour as a way to really rehabilitate themselves while providing slaves' labour for opportunists. In the 70s and 80s, in East Germany, political prisoner inmates were making IKEA furniture. Oh, wow. Pretty good. It's fine though. They're earning 4% of what normal IKEA employees make. So it's all right. Good on, good on the. What's the family's name? Man, imagine, imagine if you could pick. If we could find people that have gone to jail for mid-flight brawl crimes, and then we hit up the jail and go, they must make the shirts. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> that particular one. Um, in the USA, your spiritual oh, they love, land. They love a private prison. Oh, do they ever? Unicor has one hundred and ten prison factories where inmates make military armour and helmets and stuff, mainly for themselves when they get out and join the army. They get 23 cents an hour for their work. Kerching. I would not want to go into battle wearing that. Well, they have had a few recalls. Mm. I know, these helmets, you sit on one, snap. Um, Victoria's Secret used to outsource their stitching to a North Carolina prison for their undies. McDonald's uniforms are made in prison and uh, in the States where everything must go, some call centres are staffed by prisoners. And of course, your good mates and favourite coffee retailer Starbucks uses prison labour for their packaging. How else can they remain competitive? What are we, commies? So while I was was out of it. That is unbelievable, isn't it? It's great. Like it really is. It's phenomenal. While I was out, I managed to go into an internet tailspin and uh, discover the best ways to <laughs> smuggle stuff into prison. Fuck off. Shut up. You work backwards from that. What? You'd look that up first. Oh, it's fairly interesting. You went- I mean, I know a few of the basics, but you can You, can you reverse drugs- engineered this story from that search. <laughs> You've worked your way back to Lee. <laughs> oh, Lee, thank goodness there's a guy in. on a plane at some stage, yeah. Um, you can melt drugs into paint and put it on a colouring book. 
that way an inmate can get a hit of something like Suboxone, a heroin treatment drug, when he licks off the two daddy crayon on the page. (laughs) Um, Also on the list, methadone-soaked underwear. Wow. Uh, In Miami, strippers dressed as paralegals, um, drug-laced stamps on love letters, fairly new one, guns hidden in fat rolls. (laughs) Sorry. Not bad. Makes you think, doesn't it? Also <laughs> that's, included. That's pretty good. That that when you're fat enough to hide shit like a cartoon, yeah. you know what I mean? That's like a cartoon fat guy. Oh yeah. What's that's, under there? A full hoagie, a gun, me dog. Yeah. You know. The I remote. Saw a, oh, many years ago, and I still think about it, a guy was re, re, like huge, super hmm. body positive, and he was. Um, one of those housebound ones, and there's a story on him, and he felt really he had a real big pain in his side. <laughs> he didn't know, like it was something, bugged him for weeks, couldn't figure it out. Well, he was a fucking half a toasted sandwich <laughs> in a fat roll, and just gone rancid. <laughs> Grim, isn't it? Um, also included on the list, footballs chucked over full of goodies, show bags, little show bags taken in by carrier pigeons. I also, uh, by the way, I'm still I'm obsessed with the colouring books. Yeah. Just the water going, I told you they wouldn't be interested. Look, this one's nodding off. Yeah. He doesn't care about colouring that much. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, dead birds full of lollies, the usuals. <laughs> Tucking coke into the foreskin. Oh, Jesus. One. Along the same lines as that, one time a grenade in the vagina. Wow. Ooh la la. Um, tell you what, we've come a fair way from baking a hacksaw into a birthday cake, haven't we? Can't stop progress. The stripper paralegals too. Yeah. Excuse me, ma'am, your suit has buttons up the sides. Yeah. <laughs> Looking like an NBA uniform. Yeah. Paralegals wearing spandex now, are they? Um, proceeds from the industrious Tiha jailbirds go to families of their victims, although oh. I have some doubts that it all make it there. The um, the notable Tihar Jail alumni include mostly corrupt politicians and a few terrorists. Wonder where they carry their grenades. Um, although a previous inmate of Tihar Jail is uh, none other than the flying Sikh Milka Singh, Indian track and field sprinter champion, who mm. went on to win the four hundred meters gold. In the 1958 Commonwealth Games. Yeah, there, so, <laughs> there we go. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Came fourth in the Olympics. Isn't that a theme from Commonwealth Games nations? You know, fourth. Good on you, yeah. Deke. Straight in. <laughs> champion. World champion. Commonwealth Games champion. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. Big boy stuff. Bit harder. Oh, um, yeah. As soon as you chuck in America, all of oh, a sudden. And the rest. Mm. Yeah. Oh, but no, sprinting. I just mean sprinting. Oh, yeah. Fuck they were flashy until Usain Bolt came along. Fuck the Americans were fun to watch. That 96, 2000, like your Michael Johnsons and. Yeah, bodybuilders. Yeah. Jumping around on the tart and ripping their singlets off and shit. Mm. Their eyes were bulging. <laughs> You'd hardly see the yellows of the eyes for all the fucking capillaries that had burst in them. <laughs> Big veins on their temples. Look like a mm. normal man having a poo, but all the time. Um, Milka 
seeing he was in jail for a little while in 1947. For what do you reckon? What do you reckon he did to find himself in Tihar prison? Oh, I'm going to say steal something of little value. Kind of, yeah. He was travelling on a train without a ticket. There you go. I've got to know about you, but I would have run away from the ticket pigs and I'm not even a recognised sprinter. There's no way a cop, much less a renter cop, is chasing me for more than about 100 metres. Mm. They must have guns or something. Um, his, uh, his sister. By the way, also, to get charged on an Indian train, whereas if I put that in Google Images, it's 100 blokes hanging on the roof and shit. Yeah. You'd be, you'd be feeling a bit pissed off. Oh, I'd be hard. Going, oh, I'm the problem, am I, with no ticket? Yeah. Have you looked up? <laughs> Surprised yeah. you haven't got to me. This thing's fucking rammed. You wouldn't want to be a train cop over there. <laughs> oh, no. Hard work. You'd be taking your life on your, in your hands, getting up on the roof. I'm just trying to get through. Yeah. No chance. No one reading a paper on those trains. Trains no. are free at the moment in Sydney, actually. Oh, Some really? sort of dispute. And the Opal machines are sharp. Sick. I mean, no, they, the gates are just open. I mean, you can still tap on and off, but there's a strike. There's no ticket pigs. No, at the, sta- at the train station, checking. Wow. That's good. I'd known that when I got on and tapped on last week going to Wollongong. That's anyway. a... <laughs> <laughs> That'll be your last words. Yeah. <laughs> Wish I hadn't fucking tapped on. Um, Milka's sister sold her jewellery to get him out, which was very nice. Uh, Milka, Milka Singh, had a bit of a look at him. Good style, great style. For a sprinter, died age 91 oh. of COVID-19 in 2021, Ooh. five days after his wife died of COVID. So not only has COVID inconvenienced Melbourne temporarily, it's also managed to kill off the flying Sikh. Well, also 91. Yeah, not That's a bad what you'd innings. Say, you know. Anyway, Lee, our mate, only two days in Delhi, got flown back to Heathrow. Wonder how many JDs he had on that trip. You reckon you get served <laughs> when you're being deported? Probably. Well, they give you a special wristband. Yeah, a marshal's just got to hold up your double JDs and put a straw in your mouth because you're cable tied. Mm. That sort of thing. I also think uh, after you've spent time in a in an Indian jail, it's going to be pretty obvious that you were the one who caused a ruckus on the last flight. Oh, if you're the only white guy in there. Yeah, well, just with no back against the chair. Okay, get a bit of sun, did you, mate? You know, ah, ah, yeah, worse. (laughs) Um, Lee told police that he only only remembered the start of the flight, that he had mysteriously cut both hands. I mean, when a bloke like Lee says something like this, really should be the end of the matter. Wasn't. He had to go to court. There you go. Another mystery. A lot of whodunits coming out of this town, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's ended up in Uxbridge Court, the one referred to in Rumpole of the Bailey consistently, right near Uxbridge Magistrates. If you want a bit of Dutch courage before your big day in court, is a pub called The Good Yarn, a beautiful Weatherspoons pub (laughs) where, according to TripAdvisor, the manager, Dennis, will tell you to shut the fuck up if he has a headache and you're talking loudly. (laughs) I don't mind that. <laughs> and I don't reckon Dennis is fucking around. You're that close to a magistrate's court. Oh, yeah. I'd shut the fuck up if Dennis told me to. People getting their last few down, all the celebratory beers. Yeah. Of some people that have gotten away with it. I mean, either way, someone called Dennis tells you to shut the fuck up. You probably should. <laughs> yeah. 
Dennis is a one of two types. Um, Catherine with a C and followed up with an R-Y-N, a bit unusual. Um, she said her fish and chips smelled disgusting and asked the staff to take it back. Dennis said, no problem, took it away. No explanation, no apology, just left her with nothing. <laughs> Should have been more specific, Catherine. Yeah. Um, the management now sometimes reply to TripAdvisor reviews. That's a mistake. Great. Or trades desperation, doesn't it? Never do that if you own a business. Stupid. But I've heard those things because they genuinely affect, you know, it's not like a comedy review. We know mm. people with one stars just fucking getting around. Still I doing it. Who cares? Yeah. Oh, we've all had a shit one. But, I mean, I think Google reviews, TripAdvisor reviews, people legitimately look at them for business. So yeah, the owners will occasionally clap back. They should really just cut off all the ones and fives. Just oh, yeah. cut off the top and the bottom, get a more realistic depiction. If your thing is reviews, yeah, fucking come on. Um, people only just come back. And, and if you give them free shit, if you've responded so sorry, I'm so sorry that you had a bad time, that's how they get you. It's a power play. They might as well fuck off. If they're unhappy, they're not coming back. Fuck them. You say that about reviews. We copped one the other day, didn't we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we copped a one star actually. These come. These turn up in my email. Do they come to your email? Yeah. Yes, um, right. And they're generally great. Thanks to everyone that does leave reviews there on uh, yeah. on Apple Podcasts. Generally five stars. It's Beautiful. That's nice. We copped a one-star subject, not clever. This is from someone named Claire. Swearing is not clever nor entertaining. Disappointed. This is my favourite sentence. Disappointed that you are reduced this podcast to such a low base. Come on. You are smarter than needing to use language. Well, well obviously we're not. <laughs> she already said we're not clever. Yeah. Maybe she means work? rude language. You need language to communicate, you fucking dunce. Mm. And also yeah. to say to get us on our language when you've said disappointed that you are reduced this podcast. Oh, yeah. You don't have to worry about yourself when you're criticising. <laughs> Last thing you should think of. Remember, four fingers pointing back at you. It's not about me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, big day for tradies from Essex who fucked up on planes that day in 1999 when Lee went to court. Lee appeared in court mm. uh, on the very same day in 1999 that uh, MFB alumni, mm. Ian Bottomley, plumber, oh. if you remember, who went berserk yep. back in episode 35 <laughs> on a separate British Airways flight, Johannesburg to London. Ian is also from Essex. Here's the one watching porn in 1999 yep. uh, on his laptop. There were, there were soldiers involved in that one too, in Ian's. He was the one who asked a soldier to step outside <laughs> while the plane was at full altitude. Not bad. <laughs> pretty, pretty good sign that you mag it. Oh, it's great. Let's fucking take it out here then. Yeah. Lee, Lee has gone on to uh, – he pleaded guilty to acting in a way that endangered the safety of an aircraft and its passengers. Uh, he also admitted causing 200 pounds criminal damage to the window. Oh. And a third charge of starting an affray was dropped. Sounds like the only legitimate one to me. Fucking um, hell. I, I was hoping the windows would be worth more than that. Yeah. Old <laughs> That's cheap. <laughs> cheap labour. Um, 
before sentencing, who's released on bail on the condition he pay a surety of £12,000 and did not attempt to travel or leave the country. So mm. you'd have to travel to leave the country, wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> Lee was eventually sentenced to jail for how long, you reckon? I'm going to say six months. Fifteen months. Ooh. Little trace of Lee immediately after. Just over, just over two dog months. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the um the trades is a good place to hide your past. No one cares as long as you do a decent job. Don't pinch tools. Mm-hmm. You could have done bird for murder. No one gives a shit. Everyone just everyone says it's hard to get a job after jail. Pretty much, it's hard to get a job unless you want to just be self employed, <laughs> which is not such a bad thing. <laughs> get your balls back. Uh, in 2020. Actually, how many people thought that about you when you were getting around as a mid-40s labourer going, this cunt's done something? <laughs> Pretty much everyone. No one asked, which is a sure sign. <laughs> he keeps asking us if we've read Kaczynski's. Um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like proper old dogs, like silver ponytail ones on work sites and stuff, definitely. Something yeah. real fucking, yeah. Haven't just got their head down their whole lives. Yeah, but maybe they are just rock and roll. I'm yeah. a 60 year old labourer. Fuck off. That is, it's so rare. Do you want to move it's, up? Nah. It's real hard. Someone in my life, was it my sister? Someone, fuck, I can't remember. Someone got offered a, a, um, uh, fuck, what's it called? I haven't had an actual job in so long. Jesus Christ. Ever. Man, I'm meant to be on holidays and this, Kid head into the fucking door and kids waking up. Got pissed on at 10 to 5 this morning. You're on holidays right now. Man, apparently. Yeah. Oh. Um, uh, what's it called? You get a better job within your job. Yeah, fucking promotion. That's the one. There we go. You think you think promotions are fucking icy cold cans of coke <laughs> and two cars for the price of one? Mate, I've got, I've got promotions for That's you. Don't you worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Bieber tickets coming your way. Oh, Cornetto ice creams. Yeah, but someone got offered a promotion and they knocked it back. So fuck, I didn't I didn't even know that um, you can do that. Probably get sacked for knocking it back. In twenty twenty two. And you go online and everyone's just hustling. Yeah. You know? Work Um, rise grind or whatever. Well, a fair while after this event, in twenty twenty no less, well after turning over a new leaf, Lee signed a change.org, which is where most social change happens now, not on the streets or in real life anywhere. It's a digital approval thing. I happen to sign them with reckless abandon. The causes are relevant, but people must be able to keep a record of my virtue somehow, get the stats of yeah. what upsets me out there in the scary world of politics and society from my study nook. Cute, isn't it? Very Melbourne. A lot of names on that. It's like uh, when they go fund me. I can read a lot of names when there is a very clear thing under when you make a donation that says you can make this anonymous. Oh, yeah. They mustn't see that because <laughs> I've seen that button and I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty big button. Huge. Um, <laughs> I've I, I really enjoyed the cute way that, you know, moderns usually from Melbourne think they can institute change without any blood running through the streets. Well done. <laughs> Um, his most recent one, he, he signs a lot of petitions, this guy. His most recent one was to petition Boris Johnson to ban the sale of nitrous oxide canisters. Nangs. Oh, fuck off. Lee, let the bloody kids have some fun, <laughs> will you? What's next? Yeah. Animals marrying each other. 
Um, he's also sorry we can't all have fucking six JDs and a yeah and a Valium a, or whatever. The sanctimony of people yeah. who've turned over a new leaf—they're the worst. Tell you what, 130 odd episodes of this, no one on Nangs has ever caused a diversion. No, the peaceful one. <laughs> I don't think they really get to the airport. Do no, they? <laughs> not really. Not real travellers. <laughs> oh, if you met someone over at the age of about 18 having nangs, surely <laughs> there's something quite wrong. Um, Lee's also signed petitions to stop people having to sell their homes to pay for dementia care. I can only assume one of his parents has selfishly just taken a big chunk of Lee's inheritance <laughs> to care for themselves. Uh, he also wants people to be aware of menopause and... He doesn't like Greta Thunberg. And he, he's all that up. He, he appeared to enjoy the benefits of Brexit. I reckon Greta's lot, got a lot to answer for there in terms of mobilising the English into thinking Brexit was a good idea. You know those fucking idiots? Who, they don't really mm. know they're upset. <laughs> but then she came along. They were confused and angry at their football team being shit. Her mug appeared on TV incessantly and they all thought, nah, fuck that, Europe or wherever he, she's from. Let's get away from that girl. Yeah. Trying to figure out why my family fled during the night. And I yeah. fucking finally figured it out. It's this little girl. <laughs> yeah, it's that girl's fault. She's on TV. Tell them about the ozone layer. <laughs> the next thing you see, they're like those, like dogs have been abused when, when they're puppies by a man with a beard. So they hate men with beards forever. <laughs> the English, they're basically just dogs who never want to better themselves. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing Lee you loves, really, though. Really tickled yourself at the end. <laughs> what? <laughs> Calling the English dogs. I'll get bashed for that. <laughs> English don't listen to this, I don't think. It's a couple. Um, Lee, loves, Lee loves the oiler bar, a barge that's been given a thin veneer of class for pissheads to get on it and cruise the beautiful Thames River in London, <laughs> drinking, drinking Guinness from plastic cups. No dogs allowed. Um. I could think of nothing worse. Honestly, yeah, drinking on a boat. Nah, I just want to go. Can it, what? What's wrong with pubs? Just go to a pub. It's like when you see twelve cunts on a fucking bicycle or whatever. Oh look, oh. I'm I'm pedaling the pub around. Fuck off. Yeah. Just go to the pub. Yeah, it's been done. I feel the same way about sweet potato fries. Fuck off. <laughs> They'd be fine if the real ones didn't exist, but they do. So fuck off. We've clocked pubs. Did it hundreds of years ago. They're fine. Let's go to them. Clock. I wouldn't chips. even. I wouldn't even let my dog on a boat full of pommy maggots drinking. <laughs> um, the oiler bar, uh, on the other hand, is very well received over on TripAdvisor, but it would be remiss of us not to at least cover one dissatisfied customer. Oh no! Uh, all caps. Coffee travel addict. So you oh. <laughs> um, oh. turned in a review which was titled No Drinks for Us. What do you reckon had happened? I'll they got... buy you four pints. <laughs> All right. If you tell me what happened. No drinks for us. They'd they decided to order too late and there were already too many there were big drinking groups on the boat and they'd just sunk all the piss. You're not far off. Oh, I'll buy you one. You've got, you got to part marks for that. Um, in August of 2021, coffee travel addict turned up after waiting 15 minutes for their bill at a nearby Thai restaurant. So 
not even anything to do with this business, turned up right on closing time and were grossly disappointed not to be served a pint after the place was shut. They said... Hold on. Hold on. So the joint's closed and they've written a complaint that it's closed. Yep. Yeah. Right. They said, one might have considered a little compromise considering the circumstances. It's Thai restaurant's fault, (laughs) wasn't it? Anyone using the term one in a statement usually requires one punch to snap them out of it. <laughs> one star. The Orla Bar got. I mean, I've, I've, you know, I can sympathise with that. One night, I was, uh, I was asleep at two a.m. or so. Um, couldn't, you know, I woke up, couldn't get back to sleep, so I went down to Captain Snooze buy a new mattress. They were shut. <laughs> one star. One would have thought a bed shop would be open in the middle of the night That's when people really shitty. need to sleep. <laughs> yep. Considering the circumstances, Captain Snooze himself sort of should have come down and opened up for me. One star. Um, I used to work on boats where people got maggot. In uh, it seems to creep up on them somehow. Like it's like a plane. Really disagreeable and entitled people. Like anyone who gets on a boat, the grubbiness mm. just magnifies somehow. Yeah. Some classic amateur drinkers coming unstuck on those boats. Oh, um, and again, why you don't? That's not where you push yourself to the limit. Absolutely not. If you're going to have a big one, make sure there's cabs, toilets, things nearby. You're going to need a kebab. You know. Yep. I mean, technically, all of those things do exist. You can get a water taxi. Costs you about probably a hundred bucks now, I reckon, in Sydney. Just ring one up. They'll come pull alongside and take you away. But I want, I want like a kebab kayak to roll up next to me with the. <laughs> With it spinning, with the elephant's leg spinning on the front there. <laughs> the smallest, or a little jet ski. Surely somebody, fucking imagine Sydney New Year's Eve just rocking around in a kebab boat making a fortune. <laughs> oh, they would, they would kill. Absolutely kill. Um, Wouldn't happen here. Lee now lives in Hong Kong uh, with his young wife, which I think you'll find is absolutely fine, Nick. <laughs> If you asked me to guess the ending, that probably would have been it. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) thanks for listening to another episode of Mid-Flight Brawl. Get around us, midflightbrawl.com. We've got some live shows coming up. Uh, Get your merch there as well. If you want to chuck us a few extra bucks for some extra content, get on the Patreon, patreon.com slash midflightbrawl. Heggy, you got anything to plug? Nah, just um, living life. Take it away, Murray Head. See you next week. See you, mate. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.